0: we're going to continue on with that uh idea this morning if you uh are, are are okay with that talking about freedom anybody okay everybody okay with talking about freedom uh, i'm okay with it okay children you can you guys are free to go all right the children have their freedom now so they're they're happy <laughs> they don't have to sit in here and listen to the adults talk <laughs> uh, it's a uh, It's a special thing. There's a lot of different reasons people serve our nation in our military and in a lot of different ways for that matter. There's a lot of different reasons people have become veterans over the years. And some of them didn't want to do that, but they were drafted into doing it. But they did it, and they served well. And they should be uh, not just thanked, but uh, there should be some kind of reward beyond just saying thank you. I think, and it's like what, what, what words? What words are good enough for what people do for your freedom? You know, sometimes words just aren't enough, and sometimes we have to look at what other ways can we do that? What other ways can we thank a person for sacrificing for us? Uh, I'm, I'm just you know we we before the revival happened, I was started off our Thanksgiving series with a message about Thanksgiving and then our revival preacher came and did an awesome job and gave us plenty more to be thankful about as far as the revival goes and what God's going to do in the revival and, and, and because of the revival and just the blessing I mean we got to eat pig for crying out loud <laughs> it was a, that's, that's enough to be thankful for in the day right there besides the preaching I'm just thankful for all those things I'm thankful for whatever it took whatever loss of sleep, whatever families had to do without their loved ones, children without their parents, because they have to protect our freedoms in this world, the freedoms that God blessed us with, the freedoms that our Lord bestowed upon us. We wouldn't have these freedoms if he didn't allow it, right? So we're thankful. And if there's nothing else to focus on as far as Thanksgiving this morning, maybe it should be just the fact that we're free in this part of the world not because we deserve it no one here chose to be born in this country that i know of when look around the room some people some people chose for their children to be born in this country so they come here and they get to experience the freedoms that come with sacrifice because isn't that what brings freedom sacrifice always sacrifice and then freedom when we're teenagers and young children, it's hard for us to learn that lesson, isn't it? That if we want freedoms in our life, we have to make some sacrifices. If we want to be free to roam about the world, we need to learn about sacrifice. Most of y'all in this room were born somewhere in this area. Some of y'all were born other places, like I was. And it's just by the grace of God that that happened to me. So I'm free. I get to, be, I get to experience the freedoms that this country provides by the grace of God. There's a few things that I'm especially grateful for, and I believe that most of you are, if not all of you, when it comes to thanksgiving, when it comes to being a believer, when it comes to being a preacher of the gospel, and living in America, and being a, a citizen of this country, reaping the benefits of those who just stood up here and many others around the world. It's a privilege to experience this freedom to believe in God. Not everybody in the world gets to do that because of whoever, wherever they live and whatever wickedness in this world comes upon them and denies them the privilege of even knowing God. We get to believe. We also get to choose not to believe if that's our choice. We get the freedom to worship our Lord anytime, anywhere in this country so far, right? I mean, we can worship God anywhere, anytime, for any reason, and nobody in this country can make you stop. That's what our veterans protected. That's what our Lord provides. Isn't that great? We, we, we get to be thankful for the freedom to even own a Bible and open it up any time we choose, anywhere we choose, and put our eyes on it and read it and choose what we think about it. We even have the freedom to talk about it with one another without problems so much. Because other places in this world, even today, are not like that. Other places in this world will not allow you to even have this book or read it out loud publicly or talk about it to others without consequences. That's the way it is in some places. But God, for some reason or another, decided to bless this nation with freedom. Feel free to say thank the Lord at any time because that's what we're here for this morning, right? We're free to stand up here or out there or over there or down there and proclaim the gospel in this country, in this part of the world. You're free to do that. Nobody's stopping you. Nobody's standing in your way. All because our veterans over the years made the sacrifices it takes to preserve and protect those protect those freedoms that God bestowed upon this nation how spoiled are we how spoiled are we to never know what it's like to miss those things to to not understand what there is to be grateful for it's amazing isn't it all because God loves you. See, God loves everyone else in the world. He loves every place else in the world. But there's people in the world who aren't of God. There's people in the world who are of the wickedness that's in this world that try to prevent the blessings of God in the, in the people that live in those areas. And this, this is a preaching to the choir morning, just so y'all know. Y'all care if I preach to the choir? The preacher has to preach at the choir every now and then because that's when he gets the most amens, right? And sometimes the choir needs to be reminded. It's, even if the, the choir don't need to be reminded, the, prior, the choir is going to get reminded. Amen. Because one day in the next week and a half, we're going to sit down at our tables and our homes with our family and loved ones or whatever your plans are, and we're going to have to stand there or sit there and think about what we're thankful for. And if we don't pause and do that what does does that say about us in reference to all of what I just laid out for you and what God has done. His love has been bestowed upon us and what God has done to give our veterans even anything to protect. I like being free. I love it. I can't even imagine not being free. I pray that I never take these freedoms for granted. I I pray that I don't spend one day acting as if it all means nothing or that it was easy or that I deserve it. I, I pray that we are people who live in our freedoms in such a way that says thank you to those who sacrificed. It's good to say thank you to people. It's better to live and take advantage of your freedoms in a way that they spent their lives sacrificing for. Doesn't that make it worth it? I always think about freedom when we celebrate national holidays, you know, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, things like that. And I believe without freedom in Christ, we have no hope. Therefore, we all are living in freedom that has no meaning. If if you're not in Christ, if you don't have the hope that that comes uh, from being in Christ, from accepting him as Lord and Savior, then the freedoms in this land or any other land are worthless. Because it's all for nothing. There's really no freedom. It's a false freedom, isn't it? Because the things of this world mean nothing compared to the things of the kingdom. So the, the, the American who is a believer, whoa. I mean, whoa, y'all. I, I, can't even, I can't even wrap my mind around the magnitude of what we have to be grateful for when you put it together that way. Because there's a lot of Americans who aren't believers. And they may be very thankful for the freedoms we experience in this country because of the veterans, and they should be. But that's, that's kind of like eating cake without the icing, y'all. Because they're not, they're not experiencing the freedoms that come in Christ, that come with the blessings of Jesus on the cross, his death, burial, and his resurrection, the blessing of receiving the gift of his Holy Spirit the blessing of the wisdom that comes from the Word of God and all everything that comes out of that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that freedom, too. It's all about freedom today. It's all about freedom. Disciple-making itself, the Christian life itself, would be so much more difficult, so much more hard if we were living in a place where freedom didn't exist. You don't know, believe me? Let's get a team together and we'll go make a mission trip and help some of them out and we'll find out for ourselves. Because you can't just walk up to people and say certain things in some places in this world. You can't just walk up to people and say, hey, I'm a Christian, without getting some problems handed to you in some places in this world. And we sometimes get frustrated and aggravated because we didn't beat the Baptist. To a restaurant after church or the Pentecostals or the Methodists whoever I preach longer than all of them again I pray that I or we never take these freedoms for granted I pray I pray that and I, and I pray it because it's not something that we can just say I don't pr- I don't take them for granted and then that's a done deal It's something that I have to monitor all the time. How am I living my life? How am I spending the the time that God has given me in this world in reference to the freedoms that come through Christ and the freedoms that are protected by the veterans of our great nation? Am I living my life according to the sacrifices made for my freedom? That's the big idea for this morning, y'all. That's the big idea. We're going to look at this. Ephesians chapter four, this morning, in verse one, we're just going to look at this one thing here. Well, that's not that's not entirely true, but that's what we're going to focus on. Ephesians chapter four and verse one always comes to my mind when it comes, especially when it comes to looking at what everything that Jesus did when He came into the world, that just Him coming to the world and then living in the world as a human being, and then going to the cross by choice, and then giving up His life because I'm a sinner. And then God raising him from the dead, and then he goes in to be with the Father, and then he's promised the gift of the Holy Spirit to everyone who believes, repents, and is baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. Isn't that awesome? So therefore, I have to ask myself this question as Paul teaches the Ephesians in verse 1 of chapter 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. The calling to salvation. Jesus comes out of the grave. He walks among the people and he says, yes, this is true. He shows himself to Thomas. (laughs) Touch it. Look at it. It's all true. I'm going to be with the Father. Y'all wait for the Holy Spirit. And then after that happens, get out there and make disciples. What an amazing, what an amazing thing that Jesus did on our behalf. This gospel. There's no greater sacrifice that has ever existed in this world and will ever exist than Jesus on the cross so that you and I can be free. So that we can experience the freedom from sin that we could never experience on our own. We cannot get away from sin without Jesus and his sacrifice. And am am I living now as as a believer, as a person who has surrendered to his lordship, has accepted him as Lord and Savior? I've repented. I've been immersed. I've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do I spend my days living a life that's worthy of what he did on the cross? This is what I have to ask myself to help me continue to stay in a mindset where I'm thankful, truly thankful for freedom. Most people who are lost in their sin and won't repent, they don't realize they're not free. And me being a person who was saved later in life, I can, re- I can still remember what it was like when I was in sin. I thought the kingdom I was building was awesome. We were having a lot of fun. Didn't ever realize I was a slave to sin. Didn't ever realize I was living in darkness and not free at all. Until the light showed up. Somebody shed light on the situation, amen? And then I got free. Just like you guys. Just like all of you who are saved. You were once lost and now you're free. By his amazing grace. We're walking in a manner worthy. that you're living your life in a way that says somebody died for me. Every day of your life is lived because Jesus died for you. The calling to salvation, the calling to grace, the calling to, to holiness, as we studied in Romans uh, chapter 12, just not so long ago. So you have to ask yourself as you cut into your turkey or ham or whatever Your tofu for some does my life reflect the freedom that i have in christ does it genuinely and you might not even know the answer to that you may not even be aware this is this could become a prayer for you get with god and just say lord help me see whether or not my life reflects christ in me Refre- reflects a free person in Christ is the fruit of Jesus work on the cross evident in your life that's all right there in verse 1 y'all of chapter 4 let's go to chapter 5 really quickly there's so much in verse chapter 4 and chapter 5 here's some here's something for you to homework just go study Ephesians this week just study it you'll be thankful trust me verse 15 and 17 of chapter 5 therefore be careful how you walk This is a how. Okay, verse 1 of chapter 4 was a what, right? Live a life worthy of the calling. How? Here's a hint. This is just a hint. It's not the total answer. Verse 15, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Seems simple. Verse 16, make the most of your time because the days are evil. Hello? Oh, how many days have I wasted vegetating on the couch? When I could have been doing something productive for the Lord, I don't. I'm not going to say the answer to that question. That's between me and the Lord. But what's the truth for y'all? How many days have I wasted living as if somebody didn't die for me? How many days have I wasted in uh, anxiety or complaining or, or 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 moaning and groaning when I could have been thankful because I'm free from sin. Verse seventeen. So so then. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We, 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 we tr- get our minds transformed so that we can know the will of God. Because you and I in this country, in this part of the world, we are free to read this word, this Bible, at any time, anywhere. There's no excuse, is there, to not know what the will of God is. You see, the, the thankfulness keeps piling up, doesn't it? You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're one of those, you've met, you've met those people. I hope you're not one of those people. But there's, these, there's people in the world who will do everything and anything to find things to complain about or find things to be disruptive over. or find, there's no, They just cannot be thankful for nothing. It's not in their DNA. You bless them they complain because it's not enough. You don't bless them, they complain because you skipped them. You ignore them, they complain because you're not talking to them. You you pay too much attention to them, you complain because they're tired of you. It just goes on and on. And the sad truth is is sometimes people like that are believers who are supposed to be free. Are we living lives worthy of the sacrifice that was made on the cross? Are we living lives where the people in this world can see there's a reason those people live the way they do? There's a reason that they have such good attitudes. There's a reason they love people so much. And they find out if they come and ask, they find out it's because Jesus died for us, and we're thankful for that. I think y'all would have loved me before I got saved. I think so. I was a nice guy, but maybe not. There might have been some things you didn't like about me. True, that's true for everybody. The thing that stood out to me in these verses is we have to make the most of your time, y'all. The Bible's telling me, make the most of your time. That tells me two things. Get busy. Get busy living for the Lord. Get busy living like somebody died for you in all things in your life, no matter what it is. And two, you don't know how much time you have. To honor what Jesus did on the cross to reflect Christ into the world you don't know there are people that leave this world every day you might be one in the near future you may have a long life ahead of you I don't know make the most of it why? because Jesus died for you to do so that's what Jesus died for you to do Jesus died for you to be free he died for you to be a person who's living free it's, it's often said that when people who have been in a prison for most of their life, when they come out, they can't function. They don't know how to be free. It's not possible. So they go out and commit another crime so they can go back to where their normalcy is. When you come out of sin, you're free. And God wants you to live free. We don't go back. We understand what the will of God is, and we chase it down. Let me give you some more clues to go with Ephesians chapter 5. Psalm Psalm 1 verse 1 and 2. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law meditates day and night. How do we live a life worthy of the sacrifice that was made for us? whether it's the sacrifice that Jesus made for our spiritual freedom or the sacrifices that our veterans made for the to preserve the freedoms that God blessed us with how do we do it here it is here's a hint we live good lives we seek the will of God we walk the way of the Lord we don't waste it we don't act like it wasn't important we do everything we can do to be successful and what would all we do? His delight is in the law of the Lord. How many of y'all love to read the Bible? Don't answer that out loud. You can if you want to, but be careful. When I first got saved, I could not get enough of this thing. I could. I had it going on in my ears while I'm driving my truck, and I couldn't stop. I had it in my back pocket. I had one of them little bitty Bibles that in my back pocket. Every time I'm waiting on something, I'm sitting there reading on it. I can't read that Bible today because I can't see nothing. That was back when I was younger. I couldn't get enough. It was like this thing. You You fall in love with this. Look, this is the word. In the beginning was the word. Jesus is the word and the truth. There has to be a relationship with this if you want a relationship with Jesus. If you want to get close to the one who died for you and provided the freedom that you have in Christ, you have to get intimate with the word of God. That's why it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law. He, look, he meditates day and night. Day and night. I've had young men, uh, high school kids and young men in men's Bible studies over the years. And we get across this kind of scripture and it says, meditate day and night. And they, they always look at me and they're like, they're like, Archie, nobody can talk about it. The, the Lord, that that all day and all night can't always be about God. Why not? Why not? You can't think about the Lord while you're playing golf. You can't think about the Lord while you're out hunting. You can't think about the Lord while you're rolling down the road. You can't think about the Lord while you're working on whatever projects you got in your home. You can't think about the Lord while you fall off to sleep and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. You can't think about the Lord and the ways of the Lord after what Jesus did on the cross for you, you can't do that? It's tough, isn't it? I, I don't really believe anybody in here in, in our congregation has trouble with the Word of God. I really don't believe that. I haven't come across anybody so far. There's way too many people in this world that think you, you can be a Christian, be saved, and go to heaven, however which way you want to say it, but you don't need church, you don't need to read the Bible, you don't need fellowship, you don't need to do any pray, praying. They just think that because God loves them, they're going to be there. And they think that because they won't read the Word. And they won't seek the truth. And that is not a life worthy of the sacrifice that was made. So we don't, stand into the, we don't listen to wicked people and wicked things. We don't walk in the ways of sin. We don't become scoffers. We love the Lord. Check this out. Verse, verse 3 says, He will be like a tree. This is the result of... Of what we do to live the life worthy of the sacrifice, this is the result. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in, in, in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and, and whatever he does, he prospers. How I many of y'all love that verse right there? Everybody, everybody who, who's looking for the Lord, everybody who's growing in Christ, you, you, you have to love this verse. Because it says you win. You win. It says you won't die it says you'll be successful it says that god is faithful it says you'll have whatever you need because you're close to the water it says you'll be a great disciple maker it says you'll be a great servant it says that everything that jesus died for is there in your life that's how special this verse right here is and it's all because you love the word. It's all because you can't. You meditate on it day and night. It's all because you, it's all because you're careful how you walk. You walk as a wise one, not as an unwise. You spend most the most of your time uh, 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 making the most of your time because the days are evil. You know what's out there. You know how things are, and you cling to God because that's where freedom comes from. If you were a person in this world and you somehow found yourself in another part of the world and you were taken captive by that other part of the world i think as an american citizen we would expect maybe we would expect our nation's government to try to help us out i think that's a proper thing to, re- to expect don't you why don't we think about the kingdom of god that way maybe we do See, if we, if we become thankful people and we live lives worthy of the sacrifice that was made, uh, given for our freedoms, to provide these freedoms, all these freedoms, when trouble happens or wickedness comes upon us or persecution comes upon us, it shouldn't change our thankfulness. It shouldn't change our gratitude level. Maybe it increases it a bit, right? Because if things are getting hard or if things are challenging or if there's testing going on, we would say, thank the Lord. He's faithful. Thank the Lord I'm planted next to the water because I'm going to be fruitful in this. It's our, it's our goal here in this congregation, in this part of the world, to go into this world, in this community, and make disciples, love people. That's what we've been talking about. I want to be successful, don't you? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know what it's going to look like because that's God's business. All I need to know is we're actually going out and loving folks. And we done some of that yesterday. A few of us came up here and sent out our Thanksgiving cards. And we got a mixed response from some of the folks that we talked to. And it was great. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I'm thankful that I had the freedom to go and serve the Lord in that way. Because not only did Jesus die on the cross to provide that freedom so I can be free from sin, but there's men and women all throughout the the, the generations that protected that freedom so that I could do it. Because it was God's will. I want to be a blessed man. I want my wife to be a blessed woman. It's my goal, it's my endeavor that my family would live in verse 3 of Psalm 1. That whatever we do for the Lord, it prospers. That we have everything we need. We, we, we yield fruit. And Look, it says in its season. Right? I got an orange tree. I've been growing it for a year and a half. It's, just like, a, it's like that tall. It's got about a, a dozen or so leaves on it. Ain't going to be no fruit on that tree for like two years. If any. So I got to take care of it for two years. And then I might get a little orange on there. I'm just doing it to see if an orange will grow in my house but it's not time for an orange there's work to be done ahead of time same thing is true for Oak Grove Christian Church same thing is true for each one of your homes as you try to make disciples as you try to serve the Lord as you try to live lives worthy of the calling that we've received how do you know what the calling is John three sixteen. whoever believes can be saved Jesus died on the cross His death, burial, and resurrection happened Spirit of God came upon the church and the calling was out there anybody who believes can be saved That's just the way it is. That's as simple as it can be. All right, moving on. Verse 4 and 5 of Psalm 1. Look, here's the other side of the coin, y'all. Wicked, the, the wicked are not so. Not so, what do you mean? The wicked are not living in verse 3. The, the wicked don't love the word of God. They don't dwell on it night and day. The wicked scoff at the freedom that Jesus provides. And it says they're like chaff. When the, with the, which, which the wind just blows it away just blows it away I don't want to be that person I don't want to be the person that everything that happens in the world just has the potential to just blow me away it means there's no stability there's no foundation, there's nothing there we live in Christ y'all yeah. it don't matter how many winds blow you can't be moved unless God wants you to be moved yeah. all right this is something to get excited about look it says therefore look this you could misread this if you're not careful therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous if you're not careful you'll misread that and say the wicked won't stand before god that's why sometimes you read the bible out loud and you you emphasize different words to really find out if you're reading it right because it's what it's saying is the wicked will not stand when they stand in the presence of God it doesn't mean they won't go before God it means when they go before God they cannot stand they will not survive the fire and they will be burned up they cannot assemble with the righteous who are the righteous? those who are living in the freedom that Jesus paid for isn't that great? that's you and me y'all I'm going to say this, and I'm going to finish up. I think. You know how much scripture I had for this morning? You should be thankful that I didn't use it all. Just trying to help you all out. Psalm, Psalm 1, verse, this is the verse 6, this is the last verse in Psalm 1. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. You, you, I don't, this is why I don't argue with people, if I can help it. When they're trying to tell me they don't have to go to church to be saved. When they're trying to tell me that there's, there's no need for preachers in the world. Or when they're trying to tell me that you don't have to read the Bible. or God le- They're trying to tell me everything that's against what the scripture says. Because here's what I know. God knows who's his and who aren't his. When people argue with me like that, it, all it does is tell me where they stand. So I know how to love them. I know how to approach them. Oh, oh, this is one of those people that's skeptical. Or this is one of those people that's rejecting the truth. This is one of those people that's not free. So now I have an obligation because I'm living a life worthy of the freedom that I live in, worthy of the sacrifice that was made. I'm going to love this person in such a way that maybe they'll reconsider that they want this freedom too. It's not my job to prove the truth to anybody. It's my job to live in the truth because that's what Jesus died for. It's my job to be grateful, live a grateful life, live a life that's worthy of the calling that I've received in Christ. Live a life that says to all the men and women that protect what God has done and live a life that says thank you for that. That means I'm going to be a great American as best I can with God's help. That means I'm going to take advantage of whatever it is they served to provide for me and my family. And not act like it's owed to me. Not act like somebody has some right to get all that just because they're special. It was an awakening. It was like a a great awakening in my life when I realized that I'm not really that special. It set me free, actually, but I sat back one day and I was like, hmm. I'm not as special as I thought I was one day. Once again, I pray that we live lives worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to provide the freedoms we live in. Y'all say amen to that. And once again, I pray that we walk also as Americans in this world living lives worthy of the sacrifice and the service that our veterans paid, not just letting it be taken away from us without saying a word. Not just letting anyone else attack that freedom as if it was something we can go get something another one. There's a time and a place to stand for what's right. And if we're seeking the Lord's will, he will show us how to do it in a way that honors him and preserves his blessing. And, it's, and, and our goal is to go into the world and love people even those who come against our freedoms. What is a veteran anyway? What is a veteran? The dictionary says a veteran is a person who has had long experience in a particular field. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer definition than that, but apparently Webster was in a hurry that day. That's simply all it is. A veteran is a person who has had a long experience in a particular field. So when I think about that, That means every person, you and I, those of us who are believers, who have been saved for any amount of time or extended amount of time, we are becoming veterans of the kingdom of God. And guess what that means? That means we have to sacrifice. That means we are to serve because that's what veterans do. That means we are to protect and preserve the freedoms that Jesus died for, and offer it to the world. That's what it means. Here's the good news, y'all, because that's a big task, don't you think? It's like like intimidating if you think about it. Really, if you sit back and think, it's like, whoa, because we just talked about in Sunday school the percentages, like, The road is narrow and few will take it. Not many people will believe even when you preach the gospel to them. You love them as much as you can. They still won't receive the truth. They still don't want to be free. They'll just totally reject freedom. The Bible just tells us to live lives worthy of the calling we've received. Love people because Jesus died for us. Love people because somebody sacrificed for you. That's our job. That's our calling. That's our responsibility. Nobody gets drafted into the kingdom of God. Nobody. We all volunteer. You don't. You don't become a veteran of the kingdom of God without saying, "I want to do this." Are you living a life worthy of the sacrifice for your freedoms? That's your big question for the day. Now look. There are some people in this world that didn't get the opportunity or just didn't decide to serve in our our military, in our nation and and do those things. And there's other people that preserve our freedoms in other ways. See, God God is in control of all of this. If we're blessed, it's because God blesses us. So hug a veteran, right? If it's your veteran, hug them twice. Thank a veteran. And sometimes if you get an opportunity, do more than just say, thanks for your service. It's good to do that. But if you get an opportunity, do something else. Go and take another step of faith and just love them in some other way. Buy them a meal. Sit down and talk. Listen. Maybe they need some prayer. Who knows what the Lord will do in your life? The prayer this this week is... Lord, help us to live lives worthy of the one who died for us, the one who sacrificed for us. And if we think about it deep enough and long enough, and the Lord has his way, we should be overwhelmed with gratitude. I love you and the Lord loves you. If you don't know the Lord, you're not free. If you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never said yes to any of this truth I've been talking about, you're not free. You might feel free, but you're not. And one day going to be over, and you'll be for eternity missing out on freedom. All you have to do is believe that Jesus is the Christ, repent of being a sinner. That means I'm not going to live against God anymore. And the Bible tells us just to be immersed for the forgiveness of our sins. That's why we baptize. Then we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and it's free. We're just running up and down the streets of the world being free. It's great. Let's sing together. Y'all ready? We want to stand together and sing. If you have a decision to make, come up here and do that.